Hi, I'm Dr. Mitch Harlan, and welcome to the Truth Talks podcast. On the show today, I have Donna Andrews-Parker. Donna, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So I got a hold of you, and I've been doing, we do shows of everything. We've done addiction, we do Navy SEALs, we do everything you can possibly imagine. And one of the things that I always want to focus on is the mind, why people think the way they do, and then is there any resolution to a lot of things that they end up going through? And I got to be honest, I, brought, I know a lot of different therapists, and there was always a missing link for me. It was either the therapist, I didn't know if they had enough wisdom, they were awfully young, or sometimes they were very linear in their thought process. And then I find this Donna Parker, right? And I also understand that she is with the Demartini, uh, programs, which I absolutely love. Uh, my favorite part of that is the collapse process. And, and uh, so I, I get a hold of you. I start picking your brain and I said, uh, Chad, here we go. This is the one I want to bring on the show. So having introduced you as such, there's a couple other things that happened when we had our first discussion. My brain kind of went wild because you add in the human behavior aspect, which is right down my alley. So just give the audience a quick opening of who you are and, and a little bit about what you do. Sure. And first of all, I noticed that you you said, yeah, the therapists were young. So you were inadvertently just calling me old? Is that? No, I said all therapists are young. You misunderstood like most women do. We're going to open this up in the segment. You, you women don't listen to us. I said all therapists. Ooh, oh, is that what it is? Okay, <laughs> good. Good. Good to know. Okay. Um, so I'm Donna Parker. And I have been a marriage and family therapist and doing this work for 25 years. So yes, I started at like, what, 10? Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yes, and I have since over the last 12 years been really deep diving. And the part that I geek out the most is understanding human behavior and really what we're up to. So I love to study the quantum physics, the neuroscience and human behavior. So we can really have a better and a deeper understanding and mastering ourselves, our mindset and our lives. And I think that's the key, right? Like I've always wondered how in the world do you consult with somebody or does anybody consult with somebody or life coach them or whatever other terminologies out there now? How do you do that if you don't understand human behavior? And how do you do it well? Right. Right. And I, I perceive um, the traditional models and, and, and I can own that when I started 25 years ago, it's very much the um, victim villain, the cause and effect. And, and what happens is it actually, or listening to the story, right? Which can actually just rewire in that victim story, which then keeps them in the revolving root loop versus evolving past it. And, that, and that's what I've always seen too. And I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute, there's a much broader spectrum here. If you don't understand that the human behavior or the chemistry or the other components of what makes a human a human, that's tough. So we'll dive kind of into this first topic here. Yep. You know, when you're talking about relationships and couples, you know, when you're looking at a person one-on-one, -on -one, it's kind of easy to see where they're going and, and maybe what the issue is and a different perspective towards that. How do you deal with it when it's a couple, though? So I love working with couples, and I'm in a 30-year relationship, so I've had lots of my own opportunity. Wait, I'm doing the math. I thought you said you were 35. That's right. That's right. Well, you just keep doing that. It was like <laughs> 10, right? Is that what we're figuring out? That's um, So... You know, I love working with couples um, because so much, again, we go into the victim villain work 
uh, or, or layer, right? And so once I help um, couples actually understand what they're up to and the patterns and the dynamics, whatever they're seeing in their partner, they're doing the same thing in their own form, right? So whatever comes in, and that's hard. It's much easier to look at someone else and, and blame and, and shame and should. We also have these unrealistic expectations. One of the things I work on with couples a lot is this un unrealistic expectation to live in my values. You know, the shoulds or the stories. Well, if you loved me, you'd rub my feet or you'd bring me flowers or sing me love songs, the bullshit fantasy, right? Like that really were, we are, you know, the social constructs, um, the fantasy, the fairy tale really creates the nightmare. And so once we understand human behavior and what we are up to, we can, we can take those unrealistic fantasies and expectations and get them down into reality. And the way I work with couples is also honoring that it's, I mean, there's so much I could say. I teach seminars on this. So I'm trying to, 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 to get succinct. Keep going. You're doing great. Okay. Um, I appreciate that. So, so, you know, essentially I look at couples like an overlapping the diagram, right? There's, there's the, the, one of the individuals, the other individuals, the, the partnership, right? And in the middle is the overlap. And I, what I've seen that works the best is when there's an interdependence, but then there's an overlap of connection. Often some of my couples love to have the smother, which is like the, their overlapping circles. And that's when we get into the shoulds and unrealistic expectations and resentments. Um, I want you to show up in my values. I want you to think like me and act like me, which just creates resentment. So once we can actually understand that every set of human, all humans, we are going to highly prioritize what is most meaningful, important in our life, whatever, whether you call it your high values or a list of what is high priority. For me, no one's going to have to remind me to research, study, teach, learn, be with my clients, look for podcasts. No one's going to have to remind me to do that. No one's going to have to remind you to do that, are they, Mitch? Right. No. It's going to happen. No one's going to have to go remind me to drink water, work out. I love health. I love fitness. No one's going to have to remind me to hang out with my kids and talk to them. My kids and my family are my highest values, right? So is someone going to have to you know, if someone has a high value on being a homemaker and cooking and cleaning, they're going to judge me because I'm not showing up in their values, right? So part of being in a loving, connecting relationship is, wow, I love you. I want to support you in what's meaningful to you and inspiring, right? So if you have a high value on adventure, travel, golf, great. How do we support each other in what's most meaningful and assist each other in getting there, and then also make sure there's enough connection in this overlapping Venn diagram that we're still a we, but we're interdependent in that, right? And so it, it, often it's the should, the unre and, and traditional psychology really models reinforce that. They go into the love languages, which I think has value, but then pretty soon it's like, well, you know I liked words of affirmation and touch, but you aren't doing any of that, right? <laughs> So, you know, the other piece, and, and then I'll, and then I'll stop is again, whatever I see in you, right? Like if I'm not giving word, if I don't feel appreciated, loved and words of apparition, where am I setting you up to not feel the same way? So it's a completely different way to work with couples the way I work with them. So a question about that though, when it comes to couples, yep. cause you know, I'm a big fan of that collapse process where you become grateful for whatever's bothering you the most. Do you, do you have to collapse each individual first before you can come up with this? this type of um, discussion that we just talked about? 
No, I mean, so so just for people that have no idea and framework about the Demartini method, right? So, so essentially to have appreciation and gratitude, right? So, so you want to go to the, so essentially if I have a big trigger or a big charge that, you know, that my husband travels or that he watches TV or I don't perceive he's present, right? So if I actually look at that and then I own, well, wow, if the charge is he's not present, where am I not present? Where am I distracted? Where am I not available? But going to those moments and seeing how is that serving me, right? Wow, where did I actually start becoming and responsible to create my own inspired life? Where did I start becoming response to kind of break right? Like often we'll have a, a partner that needs more independence to break a partner's dependence on them to fulfill them or make them happy, right? Because in any relationship to smother is going to lead to another. Too much challenge is going to lead to burnout. Not enough challenge is going to lead to boredom. So we want enough challenge in support in the dynamic to make it work, right? So if we look at, wow, what am I up to? What did I learn? What did I learn from this? Wow, I, I had this really clingy, needy part and I've actually learned to stand on my own and I've started outsourcing needs to friends and creating my own inspired life and what's meaningful to me instead of totally relying on my husband to fill my needs and shooting on him, which is gonna make him resentful because he's not living in his values doing what he loves. Uh, well, do you see why I brought you on the show? Like, this is amazing. Like, and, and, I, and I often question that. This is amazing because I, I totally buy into all these words because this is what I like. And, and I do often wonder that. Do other people pick this up? Because everything you've said is like, there's already 10 things in there that a person could do and probably change their entire relationship immediately. Absolutely. Well, this world has definitely changed. I know you're 35. I'm actually 53 and not ashamed to admit it here. So maybe that's my strength and power. I don't know. But it's, uh, it's different. It's not just a little different. It's a lot different. Uh, we've got gender issues. We've got sexuality issues. We've got uh, these kids have access to, to stuff that we couldn't even fathom now. So tell me how you catch up when you're doing therapy with these people. Again, this is, I, the, I love this question and it's so broad. So in the way I work with my family system is looking at what's what's going on in their system, right? Because they're going to be struggling with whatever their perception is within their family system. So, so while, and the, the other thing I want to put on the table is I, I have a perception that, that a lot of my families or, you know, just our culture, the collective consciousness gets into this you know, oh, we're going downhill. The world is hell in a handbasket, and 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 energy's conserved. It just changes forms. So there's just a new form of challenges as we evolve and change. Technology evolves and changes. The the challenges evolve and change, right? So, for instance, when we were children, if you feel in that we had challenges in a different form. You know, it was potentially the latchkey kids. You know, potentially the you know, I don't know. I was in first grade alone watching rated R Jason and Friday the 13th movies, right? Like, whoa, that was some nice exposure. I was watching Blue Lagoon. Like it was my job. Wow. And for, you know, so again, it's, 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 it was there. The challenges were there. Um, they were just showing up in a different form, right? So one of the things I like to look at with my family systems is going, okay, great. Cause one, I'll just go into social media just cause this is such a broad topic. Mm -hmm. um, if they're seeing it as all primeval, all bad, all terrible, if we resist 
Newton's second law, you're also going to create the opposing opposite energy of it's going to persist, right? And I don't know any teenager that likes to be told what to do, right? You tell me what to do, I'm going to, you know, often that's part of those rebellion years kind of to go fuck you and go do what I want to do. Yes. Yes. So if I can, again, like any relationship, what's meaningful, what's important to you? How can I show up and meet you and your values with love and boundaries? Right. So if I can help my clients go, okay, what if Snapchat's not the primeval of the world? Like, what if this is actually benefiting your kid? Let's look at it because the kid is often the downside to them not being on it. So I'll get to hear that part right? They're not included in the group chats. They don't feel confident. They don't feel a part of, they, they're, they're making up plans for study groups. They're missing out. I mean, again, I can go on and on and on. So yes, is there downsides to just Snapchat and social media? Absolutely. What's the upside? How is it serving them? Right? Same thing with, with all the platforms, you know, because so if we try to over control, I know so many kids that will figure out sneaky strategies to figure out how to get their needs met instead of like, let's just have the conversations about wow, when you see that image, let's, let's talk about that. You know, what do you think that's saying about that individual, you know, or, or whatever the, the perception is. And yes, is there concerns around what they have access to? Is there a wisdom in having some parental controls? Absolutely. And we want to make sure we look at how is it also serving and disserving? What's the advantage and disadvantage in the family system so we can find the balance would you recommend somebody that is having a challenge with their kid? Don't they also need to have some sort of therapy in order to, to really try and understand this better than what they might on their own? Oh my gosh. Well, my highest value is growth. And actually we can't get unstuck with the same brain. That, like <laughs> if I don't have an expanded person, I can't do the same thing and expect different results. So I need someone else that can have a different perspective that can help me see it in a different way. Right. So absolutely. And um, often if I me working with the, fa the parents and me them telling me the challenges with their kiddo, it's often a mirror of them. So when parents come to me and are like, here's the one fix my kid. <laughs> like, oh, see, you're the wrong lady. <laughs> because They're just reflecting us and it's very systemic. Right. So very, really important. Absolutely. All right. So that was heavy. Let's lighten this up just a little bit. Finances are in one of the top three reasons for marital problems. Why is finances such a big deal in, in marriages? So it depends on the, the relationship, depends on the marriage, right? Like it depends on what was your relationship with money as a little kid? What do you bring as a charge to the, to the marriage? But, you know, in the different couples, but I'll tell you a trend and a pattern often if we're struggling financially, you know, you're, you're often, having to feel overworked, right? You've got the burden of the stress and the demands. You often, if finances are big, you might have two working parents um, that are burning the candle at both ends. And if we're exhausted, we're volatile, you know, we're, you know, quick, our fuse is short and our patience is shorter. Our presence can be shorter. We're trying to live in unrealistic expectations, potentially of still being super parents and running every carpool and PTA and having this unrealistic fantasy, which then can create the nightmare at home, you know, or you're struggling to pay for the kids sports. I mean, you look at all the disconnect, right? Um, and so then it becomes much where the couple starts getting divided 
It becomes about division of labor, needs aren't getting meant. They're not feeling fulfilled in their own life. One of the best gifts that we can give ourselves is how do I create a fulfilling, inspiring life as a parent? Because if I'm not fulfilled, right, like an animal, we're seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, we're going to go look for different strategies and sources to seek pleasure, whether that be eating, drinking, shopping, workaholic, fucking, whatever our strategy is to not feel what's going on in our inner world. It's a beautiful strategy to escape the pain, but it can create a lot of disconnect in the family system, right? And, and what you do is knowledge power. Oh, yeah. The more knowledge they know, the better their outcome. Oh, yeah. And that's the teacher part that loves to fill in the blanks. Absolutely. I mean, we are wired to stay asleep and unconscious and mechanical. I mean, as you you know, it's it's in our physiology. That's what you geek out about too, right? Exactly. Yes. And I do. And I still do. And I can't, still can't get enough of it. You've got someone like yourself who has what I call done the work, the homework, the studying, the research, the experiences, experience it yourself. And now every single person's a life coach. And I don't know why it annoys me. I'm sure you're going to give me some therapy right here and tell me why it annoys me. But I can see a lot of problems with that because the world, you use the term the fantasy veil or lifting the fantasy veil. I would probably use the term reality. This is what's real. This is what you have to experience right here, right now. This is a rock. It's nothing else. We've known it as a rock for a thousand years. It's a, it's a fucking rock. That's what it is. And so... When I see this sometimes, I'm sitting there thinking, my God, you're not equipped to help these people when you're a 25, I know you're 35, but a 25-year-old to tell you all these life challenges. I mean, help me out. Help me decompress that where I can be grateful for it because it annoys the hell out of me. Oh my gosh. Well, you are, you are singing to the choir here. And and just so you know, I happily embraced turning 50 this year. <laughs> I knew I'd get it out of you at some point. I was teasing. Um, <laughs> actually, I feel younger and lighter and, and more liberated in my 50s. I love it. So, so yes, I have. I was just mess playing with you. Um, so I, I I perceive that your energy around it becomes because you care about people, right? And I I think that there's um, this you know, again, it almost feels, this is what I perceive. They perceive that there's a lot of people, therapists go into this from their own shit and their own wounds, right? And they couldn't rescue themselves or their family or, you know, whatever patterns they learned. So much of it is just trying to save and rescue um, in their families and the people they work with now. So if they haven't done the work, I mean, they're really just still in that pattern of continuing to be needed in that codependent way, recreating the, the pattern that they had in their family system in their sessions, right? Which again, creates the victim versus the villain. Okay, so what I perceive, and this is what helps me sleep at night, is <laughs> right the people that are ready for the truth, and that's not everyone. It's not, right? right? I'm not for everyone. You're not for everyone. But what happens is there's going to be a, a vibrational match and a frequency that's going to bring it into your field and you're going to find the fit. And for this individual, their part, you know, they may need to stay in the victim. And, and, and the bottom line is we don't escape our challenges. I can break up with the same guy and be like, poor me, but he's going to come back around the new face, the new form. Here he is again. Here he is again. And it's just going to get louder. 
until, <laughs> until I do the work, right? So eventually people, you can't not bring in, there's four feedback systems. Either we're gonna get feedback in our physiology, our psychology, our spirituality, or our sociology, right? So, so meaning that I'm going to create and attract what I need, right? Cause the mind body connection, I'm gonna get physical symptoms or so socially, Again, the, the, the part for me that people, when they're ready for it, they bring it in. So just honoring and trusting that, you know, when you're, when you're, we bring in what we're ready for. That helps me if that's any help for you and consolation for you. No, it is. And I, and I, and I do work on it, but I do find when I'm scrolling on Facebook, sometimes there will be this one, there's one in particular that I just can't even hardly deal with, but I, it's like crack cocaine. I got to keep going back to it. Like I, I, I got to see what the next episode is and, and I'll just give you a little one because I think it's kind of fun, but she's, she's this real, I'm going to take the world over and, and I can applaud that. Like, okay, great, man. You've got a vision. You've got something that's crazy. And she talks about these relationships all the time and about how no, none of these guys can live up to her standards. Live up to and I'm like, because you're single, because you're an idiot, because you're a bitch. And, and then I just scroll on past and I get through it and I get on with the rest of my day. But I keep going back to it. It is. It's kind of like cracking. But I say that in a funny way, but I have that moment. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, God, I feel bad for her. Like, this, this is going to keep showing up. But I love what you said, right? Eventually, that won't. And, and she'll sure. get into a different and, and I'm going to put this out here. And, and you might want to throw something at me, but you might not be the first person that has done that. Um, also, look what your charge is. Is it that she has a blind spot and she's, and then just, and that she's not seeing, and then look at where in your life, maybe are you having a blind spot where are you maybe not seeing where you have, you know, whatever the charge is. Cause again, there's a charge in that for you. Oh, I walk around blind. You kidding me? I only love what I think is good. <laughs> Who are we kidding here? Oh girl, I, I'm going to, maybe I should just call you up and uh, how big is the couch and how long are your sessions? We can, we can schedule, but yeah. again, right. Like it, it's a, it's it's a whole different way and there's something in it for you right so again well so so then i will throw something back at you sure. there you go here take this here comes here comes my I'll, here, I'll take it yeah here comes my damn here's my spitball so i not only can resonate with what you say but it is also why i brought you on my show because i feel that that is a similar energy to mine and I have a group of listeners that I literally value so much that I only want to bring on high-value people in my perception of that, which is why we're having this conversation today, because I believe you're that high-value person that I can bring on this show that will, anybody who is willing to listen to us and, and likes what we do, gets something from it, something valuable. So I guess that would be my spitball back. Yeah. Yeah, that's the hope. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Because it's just a high value. So, you know, again, that's the charge, but also just look at what you're, yeah, what you're judging. So I'm going to stay blind to the, and I like judging. Judging's fun. We all judge, but, uh, yeah. we all judge for the rest of our lives, right? <laughs> and, like, and it's then just seeing where's the mirror? Where's our part in that? Where do we do that? You know, it's very different than being staying in that self-righteous part that judges is, we all have all the traits. We all have all the parts. It's just, and we'll keep bringing them in until we wake up and can own them and look at them. It might just be in a different form. And, and I'm going to end it with this, and you can agree or disagree, but when you do things like we've done 
where you've interviewed thousands of people, right? Talk to thousands of people. Yeah. I call it doing the homework, but there is a, an extreme value in getting all these different types of perspectives and, and more so for you, people come for answers in mine. I just try and reveal a story and allow people to see that there's other options out there. And so there's, there is something to that I do believe in. And early on when I had told you why I was also bringing you on the show is this thing called wisdom. And I believe in it, and I believe in it a lot. And I think wisdom comes with age. I think it comes with experience. I think it comes from doing the homework. And so I, I want to tell you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on our show. Uh, I do resonate with you. Uh, I do my best not to judge, and, and I'm pretty good at it now after all the experiences I've had because I know everybody's got their own shit, and it probably does mirror something in my world, right? Yep. And, it, and it definitely gets easier to not judge when you've, when you've been around enough people or talked to enough people, but uh, I want you to tell people how they can get a hold of you in case someone feels that they need therapy, would like to talk to you, you, you have a business. They're, they might need therapy after listening to this. They probably are. <laughs> I do. I'm going to call as soon as I get done. <laughs> so how do people get a hold of you? And also, I want to reflect back to you, um, again, what we see in someone else, including their brilliance and their wisdom. And, you know, I see that in you. So just that reflection back, what you see in me is you, right? And, and just, it's also works in the positive way when we judge. So just, just wanted to name that. And then how to get a hold of me is my phone number, my business number, 720-231-3906. Um, my website, www.donnaparker.net, and my email, donna.parker at comcast.net. Fantastic. And we will, uh, producer Chad will be putting this on the bottom of this segment so that people can reach out to you. And I highly encourage people to do so. Again, when I bring someone on my show, maybe I'm mirroring my show. I, I, I want this show to be of, of high value to people and, and they can get something out of it. Uh, so Donna, again, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. You're, you're as smart as I, I knew you were. You're actually pretty, you're funnier than I thought you were. And uh, I'm kidding. I, older and funnier. Great. Older and funnier. You're wiser. Great. <laughs> take it. You, you are wise. You are wise, wise, wise. And no, I appreciate the opportunity. Very grateful. Thank you. Yes. All right. And um, again, that's the end of the show. I thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right.